Amen. How many knows you can worship God in about anywhere you want to worship God? I know a lot of people like to worship God at certain type of music. I can worship God with any type of music because I know who I'm worshiping. Amen. How many knows what I'm talking about? There's a lot of churches today that's wrestling with the decision on which, church, which song is right, which book is right, and all the different things. Amen. Folks, if it's on the wall, in the book, it don't matter if it's in your heart. I used to get up and play for my dad. He'd change the song every time we started singing because he just went by the leading of the Lord. And he wrote a lot of different songs. The next week he couldn't remember them, but maybe he wrote a lot of different songs. But the Spirit of the Lord is what we're desiring for God to move in. And we were honored this morning to be with our family. And we thank the Lord for that's my wife way over there on the side over there, amen. Let me just tell you about our week, amen. We flew down here Friday, flew to Kansas City. I undone my suit bag. My, one of my shoes was missing, amen. So I had to go buy a new pair of shoes because they lost it somewhere between Detroit and uh, Kansas City, uh, size 12, double wide. If anybody finds that, let me know. But uh, then we had uh, this morning all the thing when, the power went off and then still had a presence of God and dedication. And I got so excited about coming tonight and everything else and getting older and yet age. When we got to the motel, I forgot to turn the car off and take the keys out. Went upstairs and I couldn't find the keys. Went to tuck a nap, woke up, amen, done everything I was supposed to do, get ready for church. And I asked my, my grandson, Dalen, I said, help me find the keys. We went downstairs, looked to, down in the parking lot, looked at the car, said, Papa, they're in the car, and the car is running. So my wife and them was a little bit late because they had to get a locksmith to open the, uh, did you get the keys out, honey? <laughs> Praise God. But God is so good and so wonderful. Amen. Now let me just say this. When we're in church, there shouldn't be anybody that's having a better time than God's people. Amen. Now if you, if you don't smile and show your teeth, even you got to get them out of your pocket, Amen, there's something wrong with you. Because God is a happy God. He loves us. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Praise the Lord. Too many people going to the doctor, not going to God with happiness in their heart. Can I have a good amen? Stand with me again for the reading of God's Word. Turn with me to the wood, the book of John. Pastor, thank you for letting us come. We won't hold you very long. We're not long-winded. Amen, praise God. Uh, brother... Josh is coming to camp meetings for us, and he. Let me just tell you this story before I read it. We were fixing to start. Can I say fixing down here? They don't like that up in Michigan too much, but fixing. We're fixing to start a new work in, in Flint, Michigan. I prayed for six years to get out of Flint, and I'd been in a church, and we'd prayed and prayed and prayed, and and it seemed like that that the church didn't want to do anything, and I, I God um, just released me from that ministry. And we was fixing to start a church. Nobody knew that but God and me praying, my son and my family. And we went to a camp meeting. Brother Josh has heard this several times. But, uh, and I was wanting to stay back out of everybody's way. I didn't want to get up in front and, you know, just sort of stay back out of the way. And Brother Josh, Pastor Josh said, come here, Brother Dennis, come here. And he brought me up and laid hands on me and began to prophesy over me. And he didn't have a clue what he was saying, but God did. And he said, what you're doing is right. What you're doing is right. And said, I will bless you and I will take you and I to use you in a mighty way. And when I turned around, my son, Joel, Joel was standing there and he was bawling. He said, Dad, could you get it any more plainer than that? And we started that church five years ago. It's called Higher Praise and God is blessed. And amen. We've got 27 and a half acres and 
we remodeled an old building there, nothing like this. But, amen, God has given us a place of worship. And I'm so thankful that men like this that listen to God, obey God, have the boldness to speak what God tells them to do. I want you to give your pastor a good hand tonight. Amen. Now, I am a baller and squalor, so get ready for this. Amen. Praise God. The 14th chapter of St. John, I'd like to read from the 12th verse. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me the works that I shall do, he shall do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. You shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Amen. Amen. I'm going to preach tonight, are you looking for your miracle? Are you looking for your miracle? Would you pray with me tonight? Now let me say this, folks. I can't do this without God. And if I just come here and speak just to fill in the time, it's not worth it. But if you'll pray with me tonight, I'm believing God for great things. The devil hasn't fought this week for no reason. He knows that God is fixing to pour out his blessing on somebody and do something for somebody in this building. Would you just pray with me right now in the name of Jesus? Father, as we come to you in the mighty name of the Lord, we ask you, God, that you touch everything that is said and done. We pray, Lord God, for the spirit that we feel here, God, just magnify it. I pray for the Lord, everyone that's here, we don't know them, but you do. And God, as we listen to your voice and listen to your spirit, God, we pray for the, the touch of God to be up in this building, and God, every chain to be broken, every bondage to be, Lord, to lay by the side. But we thank you, God, that we can believe, God, for the healings, for the miracles of God that's going to take place tonight in this church and God you get all the glory and we give you praise for that in the name of Jesus amen 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 turn around your neighbor look around square and I said I believe what God is going to do tonight is going to be amazing I believe what God is going to do tonight is going to be amazing hallelujah amen amen sometimes it's hard to believe that God still does miracles. You would expect us to be Pentecostal, that we would think that miraculous things happen all the time. But you know as well as I do that sometimes we come to church and we go through the motions. We come to the church and pastor has to pump us. Amen. Brother Sean has to sing to us. And many times, amen, that we come, it's hard to believe that even our problems that we have, are God is able to deal with them. But our impossible situations is the greatest opportunity for God to reveal His glory. Amen. The hardest things that we face makes God so more impossible to believe. But if we can believe, it's going to happen. People are searching for different things tonight. Some are looking for love. Some are looking for money. Some are looking for the love of money. And some are looking for opportunities. Some are looking for answers. Every week somebody's coming in to the church. Coming to this church. Amen. Out here on this hill. Amen. Christ Point. Looking for an answer to something they're facing. And some are looking for a miracle. Amen. I want you to know that when I was raised up in the little church where I was raised up, every Sunday somebody was being blessed. 
somebody. And I want you to know they didn't have a lot of medical uh insight to what to do but they knew how to pray whenever whatever the reason amen whatever situation that they were in God seemed like he always showed up and I want to tell you God has not changed tonight but he's the same yesterday today and forever can I have an amen can I have an amen am I in the right place tonight amen I believe to be Pentecostal, we need to have miracles in our midst. If you read the New Testament, everywhere Jesus went, there was miracles after miracles. If you look in the Webster's Dictionary and find out what the word miracle is, it's an event that appears to be contrary to the laws of nature and is regarded as an act of God. You might find your place right now in a problem that you don't know how to handle. You might find yourself right now looking at a child that is on drugs or a situation that you just don't know how anybody's going to turn it around. Amen. But we serve a God that is a miracle working God. Amen. Nothing beyond his ability and nothing beyond his power. He is able. He is able to do the impossible. Amen. Folks, you need to understand that this is not God. Amen. That many people talk about, but it's a God that we've read about, a God that we've experienced. If we would look at his resume, amen. He turned water into wine. He healed the noble son. He cast out demons. He healed Peter's mother-in-law. He healed many of the sick of the city. He cleansed the leopard. He healed the centurion servant. He healed the paralyzed man. He restored a withered hand. He brought the widow's son back to life. Amen. When the storm was raging, he stood on the bow of that boat and said, Peace be still. Amen. He cast out demons into a hog herd. I'm telling you about a God that is able to do the impossible. I'm talking about a God that does miracles every day. A God that we call our Lord and Savior. A God that's able to do all things. Hallelujah. A total, if you read the scripture, a total of 34 different miracles from a man that died at the age of 33 and a half years. Almost a miracle a year was the Savior's ratio. I want you to understand that he has not changed. A few years ago, I read about a, a student that come from India. And he was a college student in northeastern United States. And the weatherman issued a winter storm warning. Now, most of us, when we get a winter storm warning here in Joplin as well as in Michigan, we go to the, to the market. We get all the food. I think some by the time the weathermen have a deal made up with the, with the grocery markets. But you go and stack up all the food. Not this young man. He had never seen snow before. And he set his alarm clock to 3 o'clock in the morning. And he got up at 3 o'clock and he went outside and he started making angels in the snow. But he didn't realize that snow was so cold. He didn't have a coat on, gloves, or hat. And he said, I almost got frostbit. But what it was, he was anticipating and anticipating something he had never experienced. And when he heard the snow was coming, he could not wait to get out. Now, I want to tell you, folks. Amen. If it comes to snow where I'm at, I just roll over in bed and turn up the heat. Because in Michigan, amen, we get it all the time. But this is something special. I want to tell you something, folks. Every time somebody should come through this door, they should come expecting a miracle, Pastor. They should come expecting because they've heard the word. Amen, the word is out. Amen, that this church believes in the power of the resurrected Jesus. They believe in the power, amen, of committed God. Somebody praise the Lord with me. 
If you believe it tonight, God is able. God is able. God is able. Can I have a good amen? Now, some of you sit here, think about this. This planet is spinning around right now on the axle of th- a speed of 1,000 miles per hour. Every 24 hours, the planet, the earth, amen, is being pulled around by a miracle. It rotates 360 degrees, and we are being hurled through space at an average of 67, 180 miles per hour. It's 87 times faster than the speed of sound, amen. And today, sometimes we sit around and say, well, God's not done anything for me today. Folks, you traveled and didn't even know it. But it's because God is a God. He's taken every star and put it in there and called it by name. I'm talking about a God that is able to do all things. You say, Pastor, I haven't seen it. Amen, folks, you haven't looked. Because God is still doing miracles. God is still able to move. Amen, listen, if you're one of those that doubt God, amen, don't come up here and pray for anybody. But if there's anybody in the house that God has done something for, you need to be lifting your hands and glorifying God and giving Him praise. Hallelujah. God has done miracles every day using little bits of praise and then He gets very little credit for it. Miracles working power of God. Amen. Has blessed you and I. We forget the miracles, not a miracle. Amen. But we believe we forget how great God has been. God miracles not to our, are not the norm with us, but God does them every day. Amen. And sometimes we get so surprised about what God does, but God is so awesome. But it said there in the scripture, and John said there, it said that we, Amen, the things that He done, we can do greater things. Have you been praying that lately? God, I don't want just what average but I want above average I want to believe God that every pew is going to be filled I want to believe God amen that everything begins to happen that revival begins to sweep amen southern Missouri I believe God begins to move in Joplin amen and the crack houses close amen I had a lady tell me yesterday at the mall she said that that the meth labs amen the counties around here are known all through the state for the capacity that they're making them it wasn't that way 20 years ago but the enemy's crept in because why sometimes because the church has not believed in miracles I still believe God can shut them down I still believe God can take control because he's God hallelujah hallelujah but I know that there's some that say well pastor amen that was the old gospel it's the same gospel Philippians 2 5 through 8 says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Think about it. Did you come looking for a miracle tonight? Or just come and say, man, I'm going to come and just see what they got to say. But let the mind, Christ, the mind of Christ be within you. Jesus started thinking, man, my father can do this. My father can do this. My father can do this. How many of you are saying that my God can do this? My God can do this. My God can do this. Then it says in the sixth, who being in the form of God, through it not in robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in passion as man, he humbled himself and become obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. But he done it so we and I can experience miracles. God done all these things because he is a miracle working God. Amen. Now I want to tell you something. I believe in miracles. I believe that God is able more than able. 
And I know that there's people in this building that believe that also, or you wouldn't be in this building tonight. Can I have a good amen? In 1812, and I'm a history major, so listen to me. In 1812, the British destroyed the Library of Congress by burning it to the ground. In January 30, 1985, Congress set out to rebuild the National Library. And this is the largest collection of books were owned by one Thomas Jefferson. And Jefferson once said, I cannot live without books. And he sold the, the, the Library of Congress 6,487 books, a total of $23,950 that he received. But there was one book in his collection that was special. It was a book that was written in 1555. It was a Bible printed in Geneva, Switzerland. And Thomas Jefferson was a believer, but he wasn't a complete believer. He began to take a razor blade and begin to cut down different sections of the word that he liked and begin to paste it into another book. But listen to what he did. He belonged to a sect or a, a, a group of men, John Locke, Sir Francis Bacon, that were called Enlightened Brothers. And in 1804, he began to begin the scripture and to take his favorite scriptures out and put them. But here's what he deleted. He deleted the miracles of Jesus. He deleted the virgin birth. He deleted the resurrection. He deleted anything supernatural event. Thomas Jefferson, amen, even though that he believed in Christ, he didn't believe that he'd done all those things, folks. Can I tell you something tonight? Amen, if I was going to be generic, I'd be generic. Amen, I'll tell you right now, I don't like instant potatoes. I like the real thing. Praise God. And don't go to the store and buy gravy by the gallons. Amen. Give me the give me the skillet when you're turning around, amen, and just keep adding to it. How many knows what I'm talking about? But there's a lot of people tonight that are being satisfied with a, a religion. They're being satisfied with a get-together at a social club. Folks, I want you to know I want the supernatural touch and the move of the Holy Spirit. I want to see the power of God take the perch from the foundation to the roof. I want to see the outpouring of the Spirit of God. I want to see the Holy Ghost touch every young person, every mom and dad, and move them by the power of God. The church has cut out many things. There's many churches, amen, that are, are sort of like Thomas Jefferson. They begin to whittle it down. And only God can perform miracles. So God's the only one who gets the glory. But every miracle has a human element. Amen. Through the, the persuasion of the Spirit of God, miracle working power of God is made available to those that believe. You that are sitting here tonight, you that are sitting here, and maybe nobody else knows it, but you believe God for a miracle. You may feel miracles are impossible in your life. But a miracle is a not a miracle for God. Amen. It's a miracle for us. Because God just does those things amazingly. Miracles are the norm, everyday occurrence for God. And I believe He wants to make it normal for every church that believes in Him. There's got to be a church somewhere in this city that believes in miracles. Now, some of you about my age, how many members how that People used to load up the sick and the handicapped and take them to meetings. Amen. Because they believed that if they laid hands on them, they would be healed. They come expecting William Branham's meetings. Amen. A.A. Allen's meetings. Amen. Even Old Roberts' meetings. All these meetings, they brought them there because people come expecting miracles. Our young people that sit in here tonight, 
I don't know, but if you begin to ask them if they've ever seen a miracle, many of them will say, no, well, I've seen this and I've seen that. But, Pastor, they've got to see the real thing. They don't need to hear about it or read about it. They need to experience it. My son Josh is sitting there. Amen. I remember when he came to Bible college, and we've talked about this story many times. Matter of fact, I told Pastor Josh about it, but I was bringing him here, and I was state bishop at that time of Southern Missouri, and we had to stop by a little church in Wheaton, Missouri, and this church had been a lumber yard, and the roof was like this. I preached a meeting in that, that church on a Sunday morning and they had buckets all around the auditorium and, and one person had a ministry of dumping, dumping the water. They just, hallelujah, glory to God, and they dump it out the door and come back put the pans down. We're talking tough time, man. But I went there and the pastor, and they got a new pastor and he got the, got the idea of tearing off that flat roof and putting a pitch roof up there and it was February. I was bringing Josh to the Bible college at that time and I said, Josh, I've got to go by and see the church. i got to go see how the pastor's doing. I haven't heard anything from him. And I got there that day. It was as cold. And I seen the roof from the distance and went in there. And they lacked about two foot all the way around the top of that building. They had paper up there, but no drywall or studying. Hey, man, it was just open to the air. I said, Pastor, what are you doing? He had a space heater sitting there. And as big as I am, I pretty well hogged it all up. Getting right there, I was freezing. He said, we're having church every service every service we're having church I said how in the world are you having church he said we wrap up in a lot of clothes now I want to tell you when you don't have any heat like that in the building you don't have to ask people to stand up and shout what are you doing I'm shouting but my feet's getting a lot more warmer too and I said pastor I said, when are you going to get it done? He said, Brother Dennis, our church is all on fixed income. He said, we like about $600 having it done. I said, okay. We gathered hands there, and Joshua was there, me and the pastor. Son, if I'm not telling it straight, you tell you correct me. But we grabbed hands there, and I said, God, in the name of Jesus, I command the angels of heaven to bring the money to the door of this church if you have to, but somehow get this money to this pastor so they can get these walls up and get it finished. Amen. I, we said amen, got up and walked out the door, and there's a man standing at the end of that porch. Am I telling the truth, Josh? He said, who's in charge here? And the pastor looked at me and said, he is. He guy had a blue coat on. He had a like a, a, a panel van, a, a, like a service van. He handed me a roll of money. And I said, thank you, sir. And he got in the truck and run off, drove off. And I looked at the pastor. I said, who was that? He said, I've never seen that man before in my life. And I opened it up, and it was six $100 bills. Hey, man, folks. You say, that's awesome. No, let me tell you the best story about it. Because I was taking my son to a Bible college and he was fixing to start his ministry. And Josh was crying with everything. He said, Dad, I seen a miracle. I seen a miracle. I knew how you prayed. I knew how you prayed. And God answered it. Amen. It was so quick. I said, Son, amen. The greatest thing you need to understand is that you should expect that every time. You pray every time that you begin to call upon the name of the Lord. You should believe in that miracle. 
many times I've had to remind him of that day that he's always been there and said, Hey, Dad, I remember when. When Jesus came to this earth as a man, he left everything behind. He came to this earth as a man that, that would be like you and me. He was tempted in all the ways that we are. He had to rely upon the Spirit of God, as Acts says. And he healed 34 different miracles in his gospel. But the anointing of God was upon him. God gave Jesus everything in his inheritance. The ninth verse of that second chapter of Philippians says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. A name which is above every name. I want you to understand with me tonight, folks, that Jesus gave a man everything he can, and God gave him everything he could. He gave him back his name. That one's done. Thank you, folks. Amen. This is not a dry sermon. God is so good, isn't he? But God gave him a name that's above every name. Amen. They tease me because everything that comes out of my mouth when the dangers come, Jesus. I'll be in the bed and have a cramp. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Some of you young folks don't want to know what I'm talking about, but look out, it's coming. You bend over to pick up something, you get a ketchup. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It's not a byword. I just need help, folks. Glory to God. But that name is so powerful. How you and I wonder how in the world we could get by without this. Mark 16 and 17 says that there would come a day that he would pour out his spirit and said we would speak with new tongues. We would lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. These things, I know, I'm already believing God for a miracle in these altars. Amen. I'm not saying it because I'm a Pentecostal or because I'm a preacher. If I was sitting in the pews, I'd want to have a God that was a miracle worker. God. Many people have come to the, the place, amen, they are so desperate and they're coming to church and they're not getting what they need because they're not reaching out. Folks, can I tell you something tonight? There's a miracle in the building tonight. There's a miracle in the house tonight. All you've got to do is believe and God could take that wall down. God could change that life in a split second because he's God. Amen. You're looking for help, hope, you're searching for the right things for success. You have to look to God because miracles come every day. I believe that. Do you? Amen. As we sit here tonight in this building, some of you say, well, I don't believe it until I believe. I see it. Would you believe it if you seen it? Would you believe it if you seen it? A story is told about a Hollywood actor named Stuart Hamblin. He was led to the Lord in a Billy Graham crusade in 1949. After his conversion, he began to go around and begin to tell people what God done. And John Wayne come up to him. Duke come. Said, son, I heard that there's a rumor around town that you've changed your ways. And Hamlin said, yeah, it's no secret what God has done for me. Amen. John Wayne said, that'd make a pretty good song. Here's what he wrote. It is no secret what God can do, what he's done for others. He'll do for you with arms wide open. He'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. Duke never got saved. He was close to a miracle but never experienced it. Amen. I read of a young man that had his legs taken off. And he wouldn't want to be handicapped. So, but he done everything he could do. He surfed with nubs. 
He's got on a surfboard, and they had a picture of him in one of the magazines, and he's out there with his little nub legs, and he's surfing. I've got two good legs, and I don't want to surf. But they asked him one day, said, he said, what, what's, what's so special? He said, man, I believe God for a miracle. He said, he has a pair of shoes in his closet. They said, where you got those? He said, because I believe in miracles. I believe in miracles. Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or not, you can't. You're right. If you think you can or you cannot, whatever you think, you're right. It's mind. It's not mind over matter. It's your matter over your faith. It was from what matters. Amen. On the holy day of assembly, when the people would come, when they'd sit, play those shofar, and everybody come in the assembly, many times they would have the smell of incense burning in the tabernacle. And there's a lot of opinions on why that was doing, but many people believe that it was incense where because the priests did not want to look upon the face of God or anything like that. But that smoke of, and, and that smell of that incense would get everybody's attention, get them in the mood to worship. Amen. Now, I don't know how many southern folks are here, but how many has ever woke up to the smell of a pot of coffee going on and it just gets you out of the bed? How many has ever woke up to smelling the bacon, getting up and said, something's cooking? Get up. I remember my wife used to cook. Amen. But that aroma. How many of you walked into, and listen, I know that some of you don't do this, but used to, you go to the movie house, and the first thing you smell is the popcorn. Mm. And your mouth starts watering. You're anticipating. You're expecting. Our pastor today went out to eat, and he got him a, almost a whole chocolate cake. Half of chocolate cake. Two of the biggest pieces I've ever seen chocolate cake. With a, with a scoop of ice cream, it looked like it was a scoop shovel to put it in between them. And then he eats one of them, looks at me and said, you want some? I go, no, I'm good. I couldn't eat like that because he knew I was preaching tonight. <laughs> but how many knows that that aroma gets you thinking? Gets you thinking. Folks, the incense of praise gets you thinking about the miracles of God. How many would believe God tonight for a miracle? Amen. How many would say, Lord, I believe. Let me just say this. There's times that life stinks. Like the guy that got Lindberger cheese stuck in his mustache. Life stinks. And there's times that you look at the situation in the world and it stinks. But there's a aroma about praise and the miracles of God. That begins, hallelujah. I know this for a fact. That as older I get, there's things that used to work that don't work anymore. As I get older, the things that used to operate, and now, amen, I seem like I need WD-40 from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. And I'm no different than you are. But there's one thing we've got to understand. We have to be a group of men and women that believe in miracles. If we're not carrying the torch or carrying our faith, what are these young people going to have? I believe in a miracle. Stand up, Dalen. Come on over here, Dalen. This is my grandson. Amen. He plays football at Missouri Western. 
He could bench press over 400 pounds. He's good looking like his mother. He's a mammal. He's got hair like a gorilla. But when this baby was born, he started, when he just started crawling, he started walking. His mama noticed that his hip was popping out. It was popping out. So she took him to a specialist. And they said he's got a hip socket that hasn't developed. And said that he'll never be able to walk a long distance. He'll never be able, at the age of 16, he'll probably have to have a hip transplant. Stay right there. His mamma sitting over there, she said, I'm not accepting that. I'm, they put him on a big old brace. And every night they would put a brace around him and we'd lay him in the bed. And he'd wake up and try to get up. And he'd hear him clanging against the bedpost. Getting out of bed, here he comes down the hallway. He said, you're a grandpa, the man of God. You're saying, God, this ain't right. And he'd walk down the hall and finally we'd take that brace off of him. And we were praying. Sister Dennis made a tape of every tape, every healing tape that she could. Every healing tape that she could. And she said, play this. And she put it in a cassette player. And every night when he went to bed, there was faith going into his ears. And faith going into his that God can do a miracle. And God can do a miracle. At the six-month x-ray or, or the next time they took him into the doctor, amen, the doctor looked at him and he told his mother that I don't know what's happened I can't understand it. I can't even explain it. But the other hip has caught up with the one on the other side. And he's not good. Amen. Take off running for me, son. Take off running. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Lamb of God. Lamb of God. Lamb of God. I'm talking about a miracle working God. I'm talking about a God that is able. A God that is able. A God that is able. Amen. Folks, we're not living and serving a God that is dead. But we're serving a God that is alive and able to do all things. He is still on the throne. He is still on the throne and able to do the impossible. Give me praise in the house. Give me praise all over the building tonight. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Thank you, buddy. How many of you have had situations like that? How many of you and people laugh at you? Oh, you're believing God. Yeah, right. Pastor, how many looked at you and said, what are you talking about? Moving your church over there. Man, what's happened? Have you had too much chocolate cake? Are you having a sugar rush? You probably are. But they looked at you like you was crazy. You know, people that believe in miracles, this world don't understand them. They didn't understand Jesus. Amen. It said, when he walked up to the tomb and they said, don't call his name out. Don't call Lazarus' name out because he's already stinks. He's been in there four days. He said, roll the stone away. Hallelujah. I roll the stone away. Lazarus, come forth. Why? Because he was the son of the living God. Is there anybody in the house that's a child of God? Is there anybody here that's a child of God that God knows your name and you know his name? You need to be standing to your feet and say, I'm believing God for a miracle, for a miracle, for a miracle in my house and in my home and in my life. Tonight, what I want to do, and I don't know you from anybody, but there's somebody in this building that needs a miracle. There's some of you that have said, Lord, I don't know what to do. 
I've done everything that I know. I've laid my children on the altar and it hasn't changed. Lord, there's a condition the doctor says I'm going to have. I need a miracle. Folks, I've just told you a few. I want to tell you, my family, God has blessed us so many ways. Kimmy was talking about the babies and, and Lana was talking about the babies. That's a miracle of God. Hallelujah. Josh, believe it or not, weighed three pounds, amen, and five ounces when he was born, and they didn't expect him to make it, but God done a miracle. It does me good to tell young preachers that God done miracles. I love telling people what God's done. How many of you like that? Amen. Not what I've done, but what God's done. I like telling them that, amen, if God done it for me, he'll do it for you. I like telling them that if God bless my ministry, he'll bless your ministry. I like telling other pastors and other churches, hey, God's no respect to a person. He'll pour out his blessing upon you wherever you're at if you only believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 